I've got one of those. I've got one of those lazy Susan things on the table, so we can just. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, too far for me I, did, I can't keep up Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Howdy. Jordan Garcia. Hello. And making his return, Mr. Kieran Verbruge. Hello. How are you? I am all right. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be back again. Again. Good to have you back, mate. I thought you'd be a bit more enthusiastic. Uh, I think that is Kieran's. This in, is yeah. yeah, this is being my most enthusiastic yeah. about being on the Well Played yeah. DLC podcast. That's it, mate. Look, the people have wanted it for a while, so <laughs> I'm glad that you are giving the people what they want. Always. Always. Uh you other boys, how are you guys going? Uh, yeah, pretty well. Solid. I don't know about you, mate. But I just got back from eating hot pot. I'm gassy as a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, right. Jealous. Mm. What'd you have for Dins? Who? Adam, sorry. Well, he, he said he was jealous, so. Uh, just some, some boring old pasta. So still good, but it's no hot pot, mate. It's no hot pot. Do you go tomato base or cream yeah, base? Tomato, tomato base. Tomato yeah, base. I mean. If you're a cream-based guy, just fuck off my butt. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you I'm can not, have both. Not throwing the other in the bin. It's not the, <laughs> the great pasta war of 94, mate. It is now. I'm that was a good year. Jordan, what'd you have for dinner? You probably haven't even eaten it yet. That is where you are incorrect. Okay. I had spicy pork stir fry. Yum. Oh, solid. Solid. Karen, what, what did you have for dinner? Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once he heard what I had for dinner, he's like, yeah, I'm going to have your ass for dinner. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a fair stereotype, yeah. but it's not It's not dinner. It's not a meal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's dessert. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the cake after. Um, uh, no, I, I haven't actually haven't eaten anything yet. Just this uh, yeah, right. nice glass well, of temperature. Saying it's not a bill is a bit of a misnomer, mate. You just haven't gone far enough. all right wow let's get talking about video games um yeah i don't even know where to go from that so let's talk quickly about what we've been playing this week that's not for content anyone got anything they want to talk about kieran you've been away for a few weeks anything you've it's been tickling your pickle over the past few weeks um yeah i mean aside from like cool things that i've played like while you know at gamescom and tgs um i've been trying to slot in a lot of uh disney dreamlight valley which has its hooks in me um and i also started playing inscription finally yeah uh, and boy. that game is fucking phenomenal good man has adam gotten a... around that yet Nah, that's uh this paycheck this pay cycle on, will be inscription you gotta get on it 
Can you tell me what Disney Dreamlight is? It's like it's it's basically like if Animal Crossing felt a little bit more like a free to play game, but it's full of Disney characters. Um, Sounds like my own personal hell. Yeah, like I, that doesn't. I know that probably doesn't sell it very much, but there's something about it. It's got it's oh. got a charm um, that I, I you know I get to run around with Wally and like garden while he congratulates me on every fucking corn stalk that I pull up. Who's your, who's your favorite Disney character? Oh, it's gotta be Wally. Yeah. It's a good choice. Redu- this is going to seem redundant to everyone else here, but yourself, is it more akin to animal crossing or Stardew Valley? Mm, I guess more Stardew in the, in the way that it's very quest based. Like there's, yeah, there's yeah, progression, yeah. like in in yep. something other than just like maintaining Paying your, down your debt. little town. Um, but like the like the customization stuff is really cool. You can design your own clothing, and you can pretty much place anything anywhere in like the like the hub area, like the town or whatever. Um, and it's there's there's just like it's just it's just a lot of a lot of very like addictive looping systems, and Disney yeah. charm. If, if we learned one thing last week, it's I do have a soft spot for a farming game. So I don't know, I might give it a tip at some point. <laughs> yeah, when it goes free, I mean, there's probably no no risk there. But at the moment, it's early access, so it's like 40 bucks, I think, for a founder's pack. Um, yeah, nah. But I uh, I also played the shit out of Metal Hellsinger yesterday. I sat down bas- basically in one session and just played through it and platinumed it. Because it's just- fucking, it's so good. Don't, it in one session, don't read the well played review. Ignore that shit. It's fucking ten <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> you reckon? Ten out of ten, you reckon? No, not ten out of ten. But like it's it's high. It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. K- uh KS and I know that he was he loves to read um the reviews after and just see, you know, if he's uh, got his finger on the pulse or if he's got his head in the clouds and uh he was a bit surprised that a lot of people had rated this higher than him. Hmm. Oh, man, out of touch. I was like, how are people rating this not zero? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he gave it a six. Yeah, he no. Did, yeah. No, disagree. Hard disagree. He didn't... Uh, I mean, you've played it, so you, you would probably understand what I'm going to say more than I know what I'm going to say, but... He was talking about uh, with BPM how you um, reload and shit like on the beat, whereas mm. here it's not. There's nothing sort of like that on the beat kind of thing. There and is sometimes though. it can feel it, or not. Uh, well, okay, so, so maybe I'm explaining it incorrectly, <laughs> but whatever his review said, like it's not sort of. Uh, well, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago now, so I can't remember I'm exactly. Gonna, but I'm look it up. yeah, he was mentioning yeah, some discrepancy. There was one thing I know that when you have the vocals, like where you got to, got to keep in time with the song or something, and if you lose time, at the song... Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Anything else that you've been playing? Actually, no, I want to quickly just mention, so Evil West, with... Uh, oh, yeah. You wrote a, a nice glowing preview over, over there on Press Start, so... One of the games that I've been trying to tell you about for a long time is not going to be shit, is what you're telling me. No, it's not. I never said it was going to be shit. I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> invested in the way that you were, and I wasn't seeing it. 
the way that you were seeing it, but maybe maybe I've got the vision. You know, you just gotta. I don't think you can claim having play. the vision if you get one thing right out of however many. Well, according to James, he got the order right as well. That's it, my, my <sighs> boy James. Broken clock is right twice a day, as they say. <laughs> those are, those are the two you had in you, mate. Evil West and the order, nicely done. There you go. I'd, I'd die pretty happy with that, actually. <laughs> nah, Evil West is good shit. Are we overselling nice. how James felt, though? I, I clearly remember him saying, yeah, it's not bad, but I didn't have fun yeah, with it. Yeah, I listened. Uh, exactly. it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a glowing endorsement. It was just like, he a, oh, that. yeah, it's not he shit. He did say that. He did not say that. Kieran, you listened to the podcast. Yeah. Did he not say, it's not bad, but I didn't have fun with it? Or... or there were parts that no. he didn't enjoy? Well, there was something to that effect. Uh, I think it was, there was one specific section he didn't enjoy. Well, no, yeah, definitely didn't enjoy the werewolves. That, but that's universal. You know, I don't think any of us would enjoyed the, that combat that yeah, much. Yeah, no, I, I can't I can't say Shut that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Any, what has anybody else played? Got anything to share? I don't have a game. I've got a gripe. Nathan, you... Uh, you sent me a message uh, a, a, probably a couple of weeks ago telling me that the, the Battlefield 2042 community was back. It certainly is. The, the game was thriving. And I'm loving so it. I decided to give it a download, try to, to grab a game on multiple occasions, and there I am sitting, one of 128, can't get a game. Firstly, get, get in the right mode and turn on crossplay. I've got crossplay on for Conquest, like the, the main fucking mode of battlefield so i'm playing i think it's conquest exodus or something where it's where it's the 64 player maps not the 128s and they are jam-packed they are going off the 128s you won't get a you won't get a match no one everyone's abandoned those because it's the maps are too big and too empty yeah once you once you hit that 128 player count you spend half the game just walking to try and get to combat or anything interesting so i think everyone's just kind of given up hope on that so I'm barking up the wrong tree. All right. Well, so close. I'll, I'll hold. I'll hold. Uh, I'll hold my spicier thoughts until next week. I'll give it a crack and we'll uh, reconvene. Yeah, boy. I'll be keen to hear. That's all. Nice. Anybody else got anything they want to share? Yeah, just a couple for me. So I'm still trekking through Xenoblade Chronicles Three. This has been uh, about a month long or more endeavor now. I don't know if you folks remember, but when it was coming out, I wasn't too enthused. I think it was me and Jordan probably agreed that the second one was none too impressive to us. So I was very much on the fence. I am enamored with this game. It's probably up there. It's At the moment, it's on par with Elden Ring for Game of the Year for me. So I'm like, I'm blown away by this game. Love it to bits. And uh, yeah, decided to start cracking in. I was, I was chatting with KB the other night uh, about Magic the Gathering, so I've been cracking into a few of my blister packs I've had sitting around the house. I'm not necessarily playing Magic the Gathering. I'm just sort of enticed by the allure of new cards and just sort of mixing and matching them. I find that very appealing. I'm very much... That's the gateway. Yeah, it is. It is. And I don't know how much further than that I'll go, but it's, you know, it's a very exciting time to be into Magic the Gathering at the moment, I think, with all its different themes and crossovers it's very much the fortnight of collectible card games which is somewhat ironic in itself nice jordan uh, i've been playing a lot of destiny 2 farming a lot of sets because i uh i joined the team that's going to do the next raid on day one. Oh, nice uh and then i played a shitload of splatoon before i got sick of the awful 
online infrastructure of Nintendo. I gave up on trying to progress in the multiplayer in that game because those comms errors. It's really concerning. Wow. Thank God the GoldenEye multiplayer is only on Switch. (laughs) (laughs) So can someone just explain to me the issue here? Uh, So the stupid thing with Splatoon 2's uh, multiplayer is if anyone at any point disconnects from the lobby, the entire lobby closes. Yeah, right. Uh, that sounds... and that, no, that I'm in- fine, thanks. That includes when you're queuing, and that includes mid-match as well. Yeah, That's and it disconnects it's, it's constantly. Really yep. it's a, it sounds like the most ficklest of mistresses. I'm very it, disappointed it to hear it. Mm. It's so, like, it's weird, though, because when it, when it works, like, there's... it's It's smooth like there's no i've had no issues with the network when it's actually like when you're actually in a game and playing but it just like the slightest bit of interference it's like now nah, everyone's see you later bye oh Gross. that's hard to forgive in 2022 mm. like, that, yeah wow all right let's get stuck into what we've been playing for content uh, a few things to talk about this week some Relatively big games, and then some other games. We'll start with the shout-outs first. A uh, quick one to Mark, who has reviewed NBA 2K23, has slapped a big 7.5 on it and says, without a focus on MJ's career, 2K23 doesn't offer too much more too much more than last year's iteration. It's a serviceable experience for newcomers and pros alike. It's just a damn shame it's becoming more and more a marketing tool than a game. What concerns me is where do they go from here? He's given that a 7.5 review on the website for that one. Now, bear with me for two moments because these reviews actually aren't on the website, but Harrison uh, has reviewed Solstice, Solstice, whatever you want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And he's given that a 7 out of 10. And he says it's a chaotic push and pull Sorry, it's a chaotic push and pull between ecstatic fun and dull annoyance that honestly drives solstice, solstice, but it's nonetheless worth checking out. Uh, he's given that a 7 out of 10. That, that review will be live on the website by the time Potty goes up. And the other one quickly is uh, Mark. He has reviewed the Australian game Wildflowers um, and he's given that a 9. Oh, cool. Nine out of ten. And he says that the sense of color here is more than just a visual presentation. And that alone makes wildflowers the kind of island anyone can can and should visit to feel at ease for a while. Um, I'll read because it's an Aussie game. We'll give it a little bit more of a shout out. His final thoughts read, uh, wildflowers is a pleasant place to exist. The kind of game where you can simply relax with and appreciate its color and let the stress of the real world slip away. Come on, come on by, f- okay, there's obviously a typo there. Come on by what? Come on, come on by four. It's me and come, come for, <laughs> I think is what it's meant, meant to say. Whatever. Come for its cast of inclusive and engage. I'm reading the, the draft, by the way. Uh, come for its class of inclusive inclusive and engaging cast uh, characters stay for its simple take on the lifestyle genre with a clever magical spin some might prefer a little more detail or, or options to really make it your own but it's an island worth visiting if tom nook's insistence on spending more nook miles has become an annoyance it has so it sounds good 
Uh, so nice. That, that review will also be on the website when this potty goes up. Uh, no more shout outs. I'll quickly go through uh, Huawei FreeBuds Pro 2. That's There's a review on the, the website that was up last week. I was going to touch on it, but last week was chockers already. Um, yeah, I've been using the FreeBuds 2 for probably about a month now, maybe. Um, very good. Very good. They're a step up from the first gens. I know, Nathan, you've got the first gens. I do. Um, and yeah, I, I was... And I really, really, really like the first gens too. Mm. Uh, and I was like, how can they improve on these, you know, enough? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's always ways, but uh, they partner with uh, Develay, which is the the French luxury high-end audio brand. So they've got some technology that they're sharing uh, there. There's sort of increased and improved the audio, the audio quality. Um, but basically, yeah, there's not like a lot of improvements but it's like it's meaningful improvements so uh they're smaller so they're thinner little buds um they're i think they're 11 thinner than the other one so they're actually like a bit sleeker uh and they feel a bit more comfortable they don't feel as having gone back from sorry using the new ones and going back to the old ones the old ones do feel a bit bigger uh, in in your ears so these kind of fit they're a bit more snug. Uh, they come in a silver frost color. Sorry, a silver blue color. Uh, this time around, uh, probably the one of the main improvements I like is on the app side of things. Um, so before, I think in my other review, there was no EQ settings, so you couldn't actually utilize your own EQs. You had to like use a music player that had the EQs. This time, it's built in. Um, so there is an option in there to to play with your EQs. There's a find if do they do they have a find earphones thing on yours? Ooh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they do. So you, it's like the find my earphone thing. So if you're in the same area, you know, the same vicinity as your earphones, and you're trying to find them, you can just ping them. Uh, and the other thing is, which is cool, is you can because it's got dual connectivity. You can set a preferred device. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but you guys would know that when I use them to record the podcast. When I would pick up my phone and turn on my phone, it would disconnect from my computer and go to my phone. So I'd lose connection. I'd lose audio on my PC. Uh, so you can actually fix that by doing this. So you can set your audio preferred device on the app as the PC. So even if you pick up your phone, um, yeah, it doesn't disconnect. So that's kind of cool. So if you do have like a device that you, and if you if they ring, like if the phone rings, it'll still switch to the to the phone so that's cool that's that's pretty much it they're 349 um yeah i mean there's there's a lot more detail in in the review if you if you want to go and read that but audio quality is better a little like quality of life improvements in in like the app is is better battery is the only thing that um and i'm curious to get nathan's thought because i can't remember if we've spoken about it in detail or not but when i used the original freebuds i was like yeah they're good like you know you get 30 hours out of the case that's that's plenty but I reckon if you're, but the actual buds themselves only give you four hours of use. Uh, yeah, I can diet. definitely comment on this. Yep. Yeah. So, and I didn't really use them enough to kind of feel that. I was always like, yeah, I've used them for an hour now here. Back in the case, they're charged. It's all good. But I actually used them, these ones, I made sure to use them for long periods of time, right? Um, and I reckon if you are someone who works from home and wants to use them for work and that, you you'll you'll probably feel the four hours. I think you'll 
you'll feel it. But in that, in in saying that, like it's easy to, to just fang him in the case for 10, 15 minutes while you're having a coffee, taking a shit or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you know. But Nathan, how do you find the battery on the Gen 1s? Yeah, so I use these every day at work. I start the morning with them in, make sure they're fully charged, and I go through my shift with them. Um, and I do find that they barely scratch four hours. I do have to mention I am using the awareness mode, which would have to drain a little bit more battery mm-hmm. uh, because that, that's got the, that's activating the little uh, microphones to sort of pick up your um, spatial sound around you. But yeah, no, normally getting about three and a half hours out of those before they conk out. Although, from what I can tell, they do seem to charge relatively fast in the case. So that is yeah, a I redeeming think it's like feature. 15 minutes, I think. And you get it like seems a, pretty rapid. You're like a 60 or 70% charge or something like that. Or even yeah. more, perhaps. I can't remember. Yeah. So, so I've anyway. never been long without yeah. them, and that has been re- redeeming. Yeah. The review's on the website, so you can go and check that out if you're interested. Um,. All right, uh, I'll start quickly with uh, Scorn. So I've been playing <clears throat> Scorn for preview. Now I want to just put my hand up and say I've played not very much. I played less than an hour, maybe about 45 minutes, which in fairness, the PR guys did, did say that the build is about 45 minutes long. I had no fucking idea what I was doing in this game. So you, like, just, I was just fingering any hole I could get my hands on, like I was just mm. sticking the Didn't digits it? in. Um, so basically, the opening, uh, yeah, the opening is is very <laughs> is very cool. So like the menu, like well, I assume this is like the start of the game and not just the preview demo sort of build, but um, the menus there and your like person, whatever the fuck you are, like alien body, is like on the screen. You hit new game or start or whatever the fuck it says. And it kind of like the menu go, like goes away and then you, you're into this body and it's kind of on the earth and it's all crustacean. It's stuck to the earth. Anyway, it's just like a very, very cool transition. So that was something neat. But um, yeah, basically you, you wake up in this alien world and you're giving no, you're given no indication of like or objective of like what to do. You just basically got to walk around and figure it out. Um, the atmosphere is Finger excellent. Down. Next level excellent like if you like it's insane as kieran would say um <laughs> um if you yeah, if you really like you know alien and and that sort of stuff this is yeah this atmosphere is definitely uh, going to be up your alley so yeah so my character woke up um and i found this like uh it's like glove thing it's not like a glove but this thing that like attaches to your hand and it's got like this little spike thing that comes out and you can insert it into these key things but then you can also use these mechanisms across in the world by sticking your fingers in them and you can move shit around and so there was one the, the like the only main area i've probably been to is where you're in this like room and there's all these eggs i guess you could probably call them there's all these eggs like to the right uh and it's like a skill tester kind of thing so you get this, you you stick your fingers in this thing that powers the skill tester and the hand and you pick the egg and whatever. So there's obviously like a puzzle to it, uh, which is kind of pretty obvious. But So two of the eggs have lights 
like they're lit up like just by a tiny amount so you've got to like maneuver the two lit up eggs into the top left spot so the skill so so the skill tester can grab them pretty much um but yeah i mean that's pretty much all i kind of played like i didn't play it i haven't had a chance to dive into it a lot more than that but that's kind of where i got up to and I was just more like exploring like the world and just checking it out for the most part. But um, yeah, when I when I did that that part of the of the demo, it kind of dropped down this creature thing that's like hanging in the air and like squealing kind of thing. It's yeah, and you got to figure out like what to do next. And I got no fucking idea. So I was like, I got no clue like what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I went on Steam and I was like, okay what's what's like what's the what's the blurb here does it give me any indication on what this game is about because anna watched it because i thought that she might be into it uh because she likes kind of horror games i thought you know i'll i'll wait to play she hated it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's got the anna seal of approval she fucking okay perfect anna quote this game is shit (laughs) Uh, and and so then I said to her, oh, this is, I actually backed this on Kickstarter, you know, like six years ago. She's like, oh, good use of money. That was. <laughs> she never minces her words, does she? That should she be never the, misses a beat. That should be the pull quote for the trailer. Good use of money this yeah. was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I so just, I'm keen. Yeah. Do, do you see yourself? So this sounds oh, avant-garde almost sounds like a compliment. It's very opaque from what you're yeah. describing is this going to be something that's going to hold the the average gamer for what six hours or more let's assume it's a six hour game and you're just sort of plugging through aimlessly without much context like I how I do you think to that's going to land i reckon i need to play more a little bit more just to get a kind of a feel for what's going on but i was speaking with little shouts to uh little rixie and we we're just sort of talking about it and not not that he was playing it but um i think i posted in the slack uh, oh no, well, she wasn't this like that we were talking about it. Uh, it's one of those games where the mystery is very cool. Like the whole not really knowing what you're doing is neat, but then you actually play the game and you go, this is actually kind of shit. Yeah. Like not, like not shit, but like it's not fun. Like you just, yeah, like I, I kind of, you know, I was cool. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Like what am I doing? Like I'm walking around. Yeah, it's cool. It's neat. Atmosphere's great, but then, you know, half an hour into it, I'm like, okay, so what am I actually doing? Like, what's the point of this? Yeah, what, um, what is the forward momentum? What's driving you? Because the, the blurb is very, like, again, like, the blurb doesn't give you anything. Um, so I'll read the blurb to you on from Steam. Let me just go back to it. Uh, hang on. Now, just while you're finding that, I don't know if you remember, but I did mention to you months back that this game gave me slight agony vibes. Mm-hmm. It in looks terms better of, than yeah, okay, it looks better. So that's a start. Feels, like visually, I mean, I think they both had pretty neat. I think Agony had a real. Uh, <laughs> did you, sort, did you also of, back Agony? I did. Fun <laughs> for punishment. And I actually, got you know, a winner when you see it. I got my review code like two weeks before I got my game code. So, as in, but I got my review code on launch. Um, and I took like a week and a bit before I even got like my backer code. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Scorn is an atmospheric first-person horror adventure set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. It is designed around the idea of being thrown into the world 
isolated and lost inside this dreamlike world, you will explore different inter interconnected regions in a non-linear fashion. The unsettling environment is a character itself. Every location contains its own theme, story, puzzles, and characters that are integral in, a in, in creating a cohesive world. Throughout the game, you will open up new areas, acquire different skill sets, weapons, and various items to comprehend the sites presented to you. Sounds vague and annoying. Yes. So, again, like, the trailers are, you know, vague, as you said, you know, kind of intriguing. And annoying. But then you actually play it and it becomes annoying. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'm still going to – I'm still – Glass half full. Um, Atmosphere-wise, very, very cool. But, yeah, this could be... This could be a bit bum. Maybe. But I'm hopeful. Uh, I enjoyed what I played, but I didn't... The old James Wood quote, I enjoyed it, but I didn't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, good, good. Yeah. But, again, like, it was one of those things where I was just, like, I shoehorned it in because I had to play it for the potty. Um, so give me give me a bit more time. With it. I'll maybe t talk about it very, very briefly next week if I get more time to it. With it, Nathan, you played... Uh, what is it? Do you want to attempt the title? Okay, JoJo's oh. Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Hey, you got it in one. Yeah, this one's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, so this is a fighter, or rather a re-release of a fighter that came out on the PlayStation 3 back in, I want to say, 2014 or 2013. So this one's been razzed up a little bit for the... or we, well, I've played this on the PlayStation 5. Uh, there's not a whole lot new here as opposed to the original release. So straight out of the box, you've got an additional 10 characters bringing this... I think it's 10 characters bringing this to a roster of like 50 or 51 uh, this is a roster of JoJo's uh, villains and heroes from across the series, across the seven or eight, I can't remember how many we've got now, uh, different series or, or arcs um, that this saga has ran over for the past, I think it started in the 80s, so it's I think it's going on 30 or 40 years now, uh, this series. This is a manga slash anime. Uh, that's currently got a run on Netflix. So you've probably seen it pop up if you've got a pretty decent algorithm like I do. Uh, so I've come to this as a pretty big recent fan of the manga and anime, having consumed them both delightfully. And this game is all about the fan service. So as a fighting game, there's it's, it's already a little bit dated. As I say, this is going on uh, probably nine years now. Or close to. So a few of the things that you expect from a modern fighter are missing. There's not really much in the way of tutorialization. Uh, if you're not great at fighting games, which I'm not. This is my first fighting game review and I don't typically play fighting games. I've come to this exclusively for the theme. There's not a whole lot of hand-holding here. There's maybe all of about uh, 30 seconds of tutorial just to bring you in and show you that you know these buttons attack and that's about it. So it doesn't introduce you to things like the counter mechanics which I still don't know how they work because the game doesn't really explain them and I haven't bothered to Google them. Uh, the fact that more uh, difficult characters that you can play have combos that can only function off of other combos. So you've got to stack all of these complex button inputs. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot here, even in, the com even in the command menus, to really give you much of an indication how these work. But nevertheless, I had a lot of fun with this. So the main mode here is the all-star battle mode. So this is about uh, 110 or so battles that basically, for the most part, half of these take place across the JoJo series. These are reenactments of 
popular fights, showdowns between particular characters. You might be playing the heroes or the villains. Uh, this does a great job of bringing to life all the delightful animation, the hilarity of these fights. I think I described the combat in this game as looking at like um, exaggerated contortionists performing combative uh, interpretive dance. Like it's really exaggerated, really backwards. Characters are pretty much bending over themselves just to throw punches. So it's hugely exaggerated, very funny to watch. It is amusing to play, even if you're a button masher, you'll be pulling off all kinds of insane combos that look like they're straight out of the anime. So the presentation's absolutely on point if you are a fan. If you're not a fan, there's not a whole lot here. As I say, there's this is behind the times for a fighter, of the little bit that I have spent with fighting games. Um, so you'll be better pressed with something more modern. This is from the CyberConnect team, so I believe these guys do a lot of anime fighters like the Naruto games and that. So if you've played any of those, you know what you're in for. Uh, there is a big minus here. So I very much enjoyed my time with this, despite the fact that I wasn't very good. The online mode, though, is fairly non-existent to this. So I've been playing this for a couple of weeks. I've not yet successfully had a online match. I've connected to other players. It's taken minutes to find a player, let alone connect to the player. And then what will often happen is it takes minutes more for the match to actually launch with said player and then it disconnects. And that has been my entire experience. So we're talking close to five minutes for an online match, only for the match to fall apart. So just as a buyer beware, I suppose, there doesn't seem to be any online presence for this game. That could be a negative for some people. Uh, offline is fun if you've got someone like-minded that's happy to pop on the couch with you, but you would expect for a full-priced release... I think this is $100 for PS5, $99.99. Uh, you would want some online presence. Uh, if anyone wants to confirm that it is $99.99 on the PlayStation 5, I think, I but I believe... Right. Yeah. That's crazy. For a, for a re-release that only adds effectively 10 characters, where I've only got about 13 maps as well, um, which is not enough for the amount of battles that we're playing here. As I said, the main mode is over 100 fights, and oh. most of those will take place on about th four maps, I think, and the rest are fairly underutilized. Uh, so again, it, it it does feel quite lacking for a game that's been re-released this many years later. The graphics, you know, obviously they're going to look quite dated for a game of that time. There's been no great polish applied other than the fact that it does run nice at 60 frames. And the only other thing I would quickly mention is, as I said, being a bad at fighting games, there are these special assists that you can use in fights. The game is very confident in giving you difficulty levels set to each fight so you might have a fight between uh dio and joseph and it might be a one star fight so that means it's an easy fight and then you'll get these boss battles that'll be a five star fight and they're going to be really hard well you can activate these special assists that might be like you know double or triple your attack power or your defense and they're not treated as cheats you have to unlock these with currency earned in the fights, so you're going to have to grind out the easy fights to earn the currency to unlock the bonuses to get the assists for the harder fights, and it creates this player-driven difficulty curve that I found really nice, and the game gives you grades at the end of each fight. It doesn't penalize you at all for using these assists, so That's you know cool. you, you could assist yourself out the ass and still get an A, and that feels really nice, So the, and the game is hugely rewarding. If you lose a fight, the game's still giving you currency, special skins, taunts, music, pictures. The game showers you in, in literal fan service. So 
Uh, this is delightful for the JoJo's crowd. For the online fighting crowd, there's really nothing here for you, uh, unfortunately. And it's probably a little bit lacking if you are looking for a revamped fighter from the past decade. There hasn't probably been enough love shown here to bring this forward for the new generation for a full price title. So if you love your JoJo's, you'll have a great time here. If you're looking for a fighter, probably look elsewhere. I'm currently thinking of sitting this one on about a 7.5. And as you can imagine, as someone that loves the series, the score is probably being buffered a little bit by that enjoyment. So if you don't enjoy that series, it's probably going to be a weaker score for you. I feel like that was like the exact sentiment when the game first released as well. It's like, if you like JoJo's, it's cool. But if you don't, uh, then yeah. like, there's nothing in it for Look like, fighting game purists. Um, Absolutely. Just to just to clarify on that though, it is sixty nine ninety five, um, but there is a version for ninety nine ninety five that comes with the season pass and everything. Oh, thank you. Okay, yeah, and just on that, yeah. So the season pass, I I feel a little bit annoyed because I feel like maybe ten characters is not quite enough considering they're already pumping out a season pass for this for a game that's coming out. This much later, I feel, like I feel a $30 like, season pass. I feel like pass. adding a season pass onto a remaster is a bit rich. Yeah, so I, d I didn't feel... I felt like that was a slight bit cynical, particularly yeah. because, as I say, you do... Other than the fact that there is a large character roster, you're already powering through the maps. Like, there doesn't feel like there's enough new here to justify the purchase, especially if you've already bought this on PS3. Like, I, you're just going to have to be a real hardcore fan to want to do that. So yeah, it's a bit of a hard sell, but I'm a happy boy because I get more JoJo's and that's all I wanted. So I'm I'm chuffed. But I know what you're sad about though. You know what uh, I'm sad about? Yeah. No. What am I sad about? No. <clears throat> the lack of uh, Diafield? 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's going so, on there? It seems like they were really... Some, really conservative with review access for that because I've seen very, very few reviews online. Yeah, I think like... I've seen less than 10 total published reviews or maybe yeah. about 10, less than a dozen. Yeah, for sure. And and t the Twitter discourse from people that aren't reviewers is like, are reviewers not interested in this game? Like yeah, people are just the, not interested? It's like, no, 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 I'm seen. interested. Yeah. Let me add it. I want to play it. Yeah. And at the time of recording, we still haven't seen a code. I think embargo's up tonight. No, it's already gone. Yeah, it's already gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the, yeah, the reviews sorry, of course, if there's reviews published. Yeah, what am I talking about? Met um, Metacritic has five reviews posted for PS5. For PS5, we, yeah. yeah. So we were offered a PC code, yeah, like day of recording, mm. but um, yeah, we weren't gonna hold out for the console. We're holding um, out for console. Well, speaking of. Nothing that we just spoke about. Uh, <laughs> right before the podcast, I rolled credits on Return to Monkey Island. Ooh wee! Um, so I've pretty much been getting pumped at work and then coming home and playing this game for the past. Getting pumped at work and getting pumped by where is it? Guybrush Seafood. By big gold guybrush. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so this was a game that uh, you know I was very very excited for. I actually had access for about a week, um, but because of other stuff going on, I didn't touch it until like I think f Saturday, Friday or Saturday. So I got it Tuesday morning, 
Um, yeah, but uh, rolled credits now. Uh, very good. Very, very good game. Um, reviews are already out. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't, I couldn't keep away. Uh, I was pretty, I was pretty sold on what I was going to give it beforehand. So, uh, and I haven't really, haven't um, moved from that. So yeah, like my my experience is a nine out of ten for this game. Um, I really do like the art style. I, I don't even know how you describe it. It's almost like I don't, I don't really know how to. It almost feels like puppets kind of like like if puppets were digitized i don't mm. know if that makes any sense it um, does yeah <clears throat> uh yeah like i really, like really 2d like marionettes in motion kind of yeah um but it's but it's it, the animations are a lot smoother um basically it's uh you know the story is um you guy brush three wood you decide you i want to keep it vague obviously for spoilers. So most of this game is set uh, after the events of number two. They do kind of, um, they don't fully like erase out. So uh, this is a game done by Ron Gilbert and Dave Dave Grossman, um, who were the two of the original creators of the series, along with um, Kieran's mate, Tim, oh, not Tim Minchin. What's, what's his name? What's his name again? Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer. Um, to yeah. mention, oh man, I would love to see a game like both both of those guys work on a game. Jesus Christ! Anyway, what continue. about Tim Tim Minchin and Johnny B- Beethoven? What's his name? Johnny Galvatron. Johnny Beethoven. <laughs> Johnny Beethoven. Well, he's he's, he's um Galvatron and anyway. No, I see I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so they, so these two creators have come back and they left after um one uh, after two, so. Everything that was after two is, is done by other people, but yeah, they've kind of not they've it exists, right? But it's not you know the game is sort of based on the events after two. Uh, yeah, so you're Guybrush and you you're going after the secret of Monkey Island. And that's pretty much the story. So, and of course, old mate LeChuck is also going after the secret as well. So again, it's like a it's like a race to uncover. Uh, or to find the secret of Monkey Island. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's point and click. So it uh, it it feels modern in terms of how it plays, but uh, the actual mechanics, it's like what you actually do is is still uh, from those old games. So it's not like you know a different take on you know point and click. So don't expect some sort of evolution of the series here. It's just yeah. It's a more sort of sleeker, more modern um, approach to like the user interface and uh, how it sort of plays in in your in your hand rather than actually um, the gameplay itself. So I played with a controller, uh, even on PC. So it just it just felt felt better. And so you basically, again, you can you're right. They didn't really have a cursor on the screen. So some some games, when you use a controller for these point-click games, your control, your right stick might be the cursor, right? You can see it zooming around. But this just, your right stick actually hovers over areas of interest in the area as long as you're within reach. So, so if you're in like a door and there's three items in the window, for example, 
you just you toggle between those items by using your left or your right stick um triangle sorry uh y opens up your inventory you push the a button you drag it out out of the window um <clears throat> and then you use it on the item that you're kind of going for it's very simple there's not like um yeah you kind of go up to an item and there's you can um push a to like get like kind of get like an explanation or uh interact with it and then if there's another option it's you know take the item so it's been simplified uh in sort of that regard to make it a, i guess quicker if you want to, if that's probably the like the right word like rather than farting around with a whole different you know user interface options and stuff uh voice acting is great story is pretty good the ending um my f- <laughs> my first thoughts when the ending came up or when the you know when the ending comes i was like fuck off um really like that's that that's the fucking ending um i don't know how i feel about the ending i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to process uh the ending but it's yeah it's good puzzles and there's a really generous hint system which i use more than i would probably normally if i wasn't doing the review and wasn't behind um most of the puzzles are pretty good there's a couple sort of towards the end that get a bit tough um or that are tougher but there's very few that are like those crazy crazy ones that you've got like in the old games um most of them kind of make sense. Generally, you have like I, even though when I use the hint system, like I generally knew what I had to do. But there might be like a step. I might know step three, but I haven't figured out step two to get step three. Um, yeah. So, all in all, good fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've, I've kind of kept it very, very vague because obviously, Nathan, I know you're keen to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely want to play this uh, before awards season. And uh, yeah, look, I, y- you've come to this without having previously or at least recently played any mm. of the previous two, have you? And you feel no. okay? Oh. Yeah, so there's... Um, I actually did, I did start it last year when I bought I bought them all on Steam. Because um, I was like, fuck it, like I'm just going to play through them all again. And then it's just one of those things that like... I, bought them all started playing one and then something come along and something else comes along and then they're gone um there's a, there's a scrapbook which you can read at any time which you can go through the scrapbook and it tells you the but basically what the events of the first and second game and a little bit of other games uh from memory so you kind of if you haven't played it and you do want to play it or if you've played the originals and you played them when you were two um yeah you can kind of go through the scrapbook to get like an idea of uh yeah or to get some some context and no that sounds good and w- one other question for you uh, this is a tough one so you may just want to answer the yes or no so you made mention there of the ending uh did you feel that the ending perhaps left the door open for this team to come back and do more He's gone silent, so maybe that wasn't something that quite crossed him when he finished it. No, 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 no. Um, no comment on that one. Yeah, no, that's good. That's fine. Yep. Uh, I think you uh, play it and you'll make your own guess. I, I respect that answer. Thank you. Because um, I actually don't know. 
what I think. Maybe. I uh, yeah, like I, I that mm. is but I think yeah, play it and you'll like I have an idea, but I d I don't want to say yeah, yeah. No, that's good. It's better that we are on the side of caution, I think. Uh, this seems like an experience mm. that's probably best left to go in without too much. Yeah. But I really like I really really did enjoy it. and I'm I'm still kind of a bit dumbfounded that uh, all the hate that the, that the team got for the art style. I, no, I don't get it. Not at all. I think it's really, really good. I Game's really, gorgeous. I really like yeah. it. Um, probably took me... Let's have a look on Steam. Probably going to say 10, 11 hours. Okay, it says 15 hours. But I know I left the game running for quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I'd say between 10 to 11 hours it, it took me to finish. Um, yeah. Ooh, okay, I've got one more question that you sure. may not be able to answer. So... As much as I greatly enjoy point-and-click games, some things that they often suffer with, and even one of the recent ones that I played, which was um, Cleo, they can often have a kind of midpoint where they get a bit bloated, like they just kind of sag in the middle. Did, did you mm. find that there was a point where it just sort of, you kind of felt like you were maybe doing busy work or it was giving you a bit of a runaround just to sort of pat itself out a bit? So I think these games just have that. That's just what they are. Maybe that uh, is the case. Maybe that is just the thing. And it's funny that you mention this because I reviewed, I think it was Born Punk, and I, the backtracking in that pissed me off. Not pissed me off, but it, it, but it wore down the experience. Mm. Uh, I was like, eh, this, like this, this is just too much like little backtracking. You know, oh, you have to go get a pen from some office now. Like, um, there's a little bit of that in this, um, but I think, and again, like I've said it several times, that I think it's the way that I played this did, meant I didn't have as maximum fun as probably I would have. Uh, I mean, I didn't take didn't take my time to solve all the puzzles myself. You know, I was using like the the hint book, but um, yeah, like I think once you're if you're playing this game for ten hours across three days pretty much like which is what i kind of did you, you kind of do feel that backtracking quite a bit the only the only probably downside there's a really uh you, there, there's a map so you can there are multiple different maps that you can have and one is one with a ship one with you so whenever you go to a new island you when you first arrive on the island there's a map and you can walk anywhere on the island from the map when you're in the first town, which is where you spend uh, the island of Melee, so when you that's where you spend a lot of the time in the beginning of the game. There's no map, or there is a map, but you can't access the map. So the only way to access you can access the map by arriving on the island, and then you can choose to go. So yeah, that that, that was one thing that I thought was a little bit strange. There was there was no button prompt to kind of open the map and fast travel basically, because um, when you go to certain points of the um, it just sort of meant that you weren't walking through the town all the time. And there's little things that, that they do throughout the game which um, limits that sort of feeling. So there's a couple of areas where you have to walk up a lot of stairs, right? Like not like a lot, but you have to walk up like a lot of stairs. But then when you fast travel back to those areas again, normally it puts you right at the end. So you're not mm-hmm. having to walk through these parts again kind of thing. So um, it was just a bit of a weird thing. Like I, I noticed that when I went back to the town that like I couldn't, fast travel yeah 
if that, if that sort of makes sense. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's... Uh, no, I don't want to say that, actually. No. <laughs> Should we move on? I think we, yeah. we've tasted it out quite well. I think if anyone's interested in this game, they're probably pretty sold on it now. Yeah, I think if you, I know if I you am. yeah, if if you like the Monkey Island games and if you like point clicks and adventure games, this is definitely what you you should definitely check it out. I think it's pretty cheap on Steam too. It's like what thirty bucks or something. Or yeah, I was looking for thirty five or thirty six. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. That, even that's tasty. Yeah, I like um, that. And it's just it. This is probably as close as you're going to get to a triple A adventure game probably for a while. Yeah. Especially just, if this caliber, yeah, this is the team that you want, and it feels like a proper adventure game, and you know, because it's sort of come from that one of the biggest names in in the series. Anyway, we'll move on. <clears throat> the review will be live, hopefully in in a, in a couple of days when I can get some time to write it. Um, let's talk about the biggest. There's two really big pieces of news that have come out this week. Um, both kind of talking about the same thing, but different uh, different sides of it, really. Who wants to talk about... Does anyone have a preference? We'll go GTA first. Yeah, do it. All right, so the biggest thing, I guess probably the biggest news, really, like for a long time, uh, or the biggest leak for a while, is that, uh, yeah, there was a shit ton of GTA 6 leaks that appeared over the weekend on Sunday, I think it was, um, around 90 videos just over an hour, I think, or just under an hour's worth of video footage leaked. Um, and at for it, they it initially got shared on the GTA forums. And if you read the thread, people were like, nah, bro, that like that, like they, I, the person up, uploaded them in a zip file or something or on a raw file or whatever. You're like, nah, it's sus. And everyone's <laughs> like, nah, 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 not feeling that. Um, but then obviously as like more, as people actually looked at it, it became quite obvious that, there was something here, whether it was was legit or not. We're not sure, like you know, pe- people weren't sure. But um, the leaker claims that he hacked uh, a rockstar rockstar employee's Slack account or, or something to that effect, and they basically uh, commandeered a lot of the footage from there. Um, yeah, has everyone seen this or seen parts of it? Parts. I haven't looked at the yeah. themselves just because yeah. I don't care for GTA. But um, I mean, I don't really either, to be honest. But it was interesting to see, just to watch. Um, and I have seen the uh, the guy that thinks he's a developer and says that the first thing that they do in a game is graphics and textures. <laughs> That's given me a laugh. Mm-hmm, um, anyway, yeah. So like, there was like a shitload of videos of just basic, not basic. Sorry, that's the wrong word, but of in dev stuff. Like, might just be walking mechanics or swimming mechanics or uh, covering, you know, going up against cover mechanics. So a lot of just uh, not basic dev stuff, but uh, not like gameplay footage and stuff. And then there was a couple of little mini gameplay videos, that one with uh, the female character and the male character, uh, Lucia, or I think that was, that's how you say it, maybe, and Jason, um, who, yeah, basically robbed a little diner. Um, you can see there's like a timer counting down and... Um, a lot of people were saying that it's like that it was watchdogs. Um, but yeah, I think like it, it looked like it looked good. It looked too good to be fake. 
yeah. look too good to be a troll. Like who would spend that much time on? And then there was the other video, which was like a little, it was like a conversation between two or three characters. And you could just, just the quality of the voice acting, even the writing, which was shit. Forgot about that. It wasn't in the doco. So fucking blame someone, but we'll come back to that. Um, sorry for people listening. I've just got, I've just replied to a message. We've missed something, but we'll go back. Um, so yeah, GTA six, what did you think of the leaks? Almost like what you said, like uh, I was talking to Kieran the other night and I was saying to him like, this was before that rock before rockstar had come out and issued a statement saying, you know, this is real. We're really disappointed, but it's, it's legit. Um, I said to him, look, you know, I, these days, you can be surprised by what's fake, but my goodness, if this is fake, this is the most impressive fakes I've ever seen, bar none. This is like really Im- impressive shit. Um, because there's, the, I mean, some of the rudimentary stuff, like the character models and that was, you know, very basic, just sort of filler. But some of the stuff that we saw in the environments, like that mission that you mentioned when they sort of get get into the cars and go out on the road, I'm like... Yeah, like, th- this is pretty impressive. It, you know, this cl- almost has that DNA of GTA Five, so I-, I could believe it, only f- to be vindicated later on that, yes, it was legit. Uh, it's kind of a little bit exciting, actually. I, you know, some people may have been a little disappointed because, it's you know, it's early footage. It's not going to make your dreams come true, but uh, I think there's some interesting seeds there. Anyone else want to sh- talk about that part? Honestly, I think my... I just feel bad for the actual developers themselves because it kind of just sucks for them. I they, tank their shares. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they, they've been so tight because they're, they're yeah, happy about, like, all the things they're working on and for it to just be spoiled and ruined like that is just, you know, it's not fun for anyone. Yeah. No, yeah, and that's... Yeah. There you go. Sorry, Karen. I was going to say, like... You know, the reason that leaks like this obviously exist is because people are hungry for information. They're hungry for any scrap. And, you know, leakers will exploit that for clout, whatever. Um, But uh, the shitty thing is that, like, I'm sure that there was going to be, hopefully still will be, like, a really exciting marketing cycle for the game. And whether this has jeopardized that, whether they're going to rush out a trailer now or like, you know, whatever nah, is going to change now because of the so. leaks. Like they, they may they may just keep going business as usual. I mean, they have more power than pretty much everyone else in the industry. But um, mm-hmm. it like it sucks when stuff like that does get ruined. Um, and, you know, like whatever, whatever rhythm, whatever cadence they had planned, you know, is kind of a bit shot off now because people have seen this weird little glimpse into into development first yeah so um rockstar did come out and confirm that these leaks were real like they have they have been attacked or uh, you know they've suffered a cyber attack or whatever they however they phrased it they said that it wouldn't affect development mm. or it wouldn't be delayed or, or something to that effect I, I can't remember the exact statement because the guy sorry the person the hacker is claiming to have the source code, I think. Um, yeah. And looking at, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, but um, he says that he won't sell it though. He said that he's open to negotiation with uh, Rockstar. But no, I, I can't see them, uh, I can't see this forcing their hand kind of thing. 
personally. Yeah, dick move. I mean, the it's in one in one facet kind of always interesting to see this stage of development of a game of that size, but I'd just like it to be in an official means of, you know, Rockstar saying, hey, do you want a, a little sneak peek at behind the curtain of, you know, how the how the sausage is made, then that would be great. But yeah, it's just, it sucks for, for everyone involved. Not the hacker, he can get fucked. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, coming for you next. <laughs> Bring it on. I like that sausage um, analogy. I like the, the idea of you sitting at a restaurant like ordering like a bratwurst and then like some <laughs> comes out like, oh, sorry, uh, timestamp that at one hour. Um, some, <laughs> some guy comes out with like, like just like shrapnel of like meat. And it's like, here's what you're about to get. Like, <laughs> I didn't like, want to oh, see good, that. I was really, wo- I was really wondering. <laughs> well, the, brings the out only, the pig entrails. The, the thing I think this, this will impact I'm guessing, of course, is press access to this game, or yeah, I think that might be tightened up around the um, yeah, when they kind of do go into yeah. that. I mean, most most of their games are already pretty tight anyway. I think we got Red Dead on launch, didn't we? Yeah, or like a day or the day before. Yeah, or something it was like, like the that. day before. Um, whereas I think uh, you know, big big outlets got it maybe like a week or something like that, or whatever it was. Um, anyway, um, between this and the other, the other big leak that happened and how that came about, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't look good for how press get access to, to things like this. That's for sure. Well, speaking of as Karen, um, oh my God. Said, um, the other big news that we did, the other discussion talk before we jump to, uh, Jordan's Jordan's preview is, I don't know if you guys have. I think all all, all of you have heard about uh, the Real Insider account, which was actually run by an Aussie YouTuber, Dan Allen Gaming, or Dan something. Dan Allen Gaming. Um, uh, I also forgot about that. No, well, I didn't forget, but I thought maybe you you were. Going. I just talk, talking. The backhand conversation. Why are you responding to messages in, in the podcast? Oh, I don't know. Hello, listener. Just... You want to hear how the sausage is made? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so Dan Allen, Allen Gaming, he fucked up. He uh, basically was running two accounts. He was running the 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 ins- no, was it, what was it called the, the real, real insider? insider. The real insider. Um, and yeah, he forgot to log out of the real insider and he replied to one of the things as Dan Allen and that basically outed him, um, even though he's kind of denied it. But basically this guy um, who's got like 200,000 or 200 plus thousand subscribers on YouTube, he does like interviews with big names and I think he's currently doing a uh, playthrough or yeah. let's play for Red Dead 2 or 1, 2 or 1? Anyway, it's okay. one of the yeah. Red Deads. Not anymore, with, um, with uh, who is it? Who's the guy? The main guy? The I can't remember oh, the, the uh, actor's name, but it's it's the John it's John Troy Marson Baker. actor. It's pro- it's prob- yeah, John Troy Marson. Baker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. John Marson. Um, so yeah, he's That's doing like mad. a playthrough of the games with him. So it's not, it's not like he's a small fry YouTuber who's tried to get a bit of you know tried to make a name for himself. It's some you know he's he's got a relatively good career. Like I'm sure he he'd be making good money off it. Um, now he's fucked it. So basically, yeah. So he was getting press 
access, uh, you know, early access under embargo to events like um, the biggest one, excuse me, is the recent Assassin's Creed showcase where they showed off the five, five, five games, four games, whatever, uh, the four or five games to press. Um, and then, yeah, this um, Real Insider account tweeted like all about it, uh, confirming all the all the code names and whatnot, like, uh, sorry, all the project names and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's 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 crazy. It's fucking wild. Like why? Like for what purpose? Internet points. Yeah, that, that's all it could be. Surely a bit of clout. It's so like but it's so strange as well because you don't like you can't cash those in if, you're, if in. you're trying to keep yeah. your identity uh, secret. Like yeah. Exactly. So what's the, yeah, like, you know, what is the, what, yeah. like, what's the benefit? Um, Fuck knows. Did he then, like, did he report on the leaks? Did he, is it like a, was it a cyclical thing of, like, he'd leak it as no, real insider and then, I, nah. I think he might have a couple times, but not, like, on that. But I think there was a couple of things with, like, Silent Hill or something. He, he claims to have known or have sources with, you know, the Silent Hill games then, Right, okay, would gotcha. tweet about the sign hill and then he would retweet it or something like that. Um, right, yeah. But no, he would basically, but what, um, uh, big fan of the podcast, Jason Schreier, he, so this, <laughs> this guy and he and Schreier actually had beef. So when the real insider posted about the five code names, sorry, the, the project names, Shry was like, no, nah, that's fake, um, incorrect, because, the, you know, these are the code names. Like, that's, I haven't heard that information. And then, obviously, old mate's arced up and gone, um, well, you're wrong. Like, you, you know, you'll apologize to me. Like, you know, when, uh, and Shry's like, look, you know, if, if you're right, like, you know, which you were, cool, good on you. But then he went and retweeted uh, and was like, you know, never forget, whatever, you know, basically rubbing it in. And Shry got pissed off and, like, went through, um, this is... Uh before and then yeah and then when it sort of leaked that it was this guy he went back through this guy's account and every time the real insider would tweet about something dan allen would tweet about it not long after yeah like within 15 minutes or some shit yeah not wanting to further inflate egos but i don't know if picking a uh, fight with trier would be the best idea honestly out of all this the one thing i've learned is don't fuck with him (laughs) yeah that but also he seemed ill-advised either though he loves to not leak stuff, but yeah, they're playing in the same ball pit, aren't um, they? Obviously, uh, different circumstances. Like, yeah, I feel like, like at least Shreya's probably got access to actual insider information, and he's not signing NDAs grabbing, and breaking them. Yeah, he's he's just yeah. grabbing embargo details and throwing it out there, and then fucking it for the rest of us folks. So, but even him. like even still, like with that Assassin's Creed thing, like all the press got access to well not all of it because we didn't but you know a lot of press <laughs> like, like a lot of press got access to that right and and then old mate just comes along and gets a source so um i was speaking with someone and we were wondering if you know this is because shry then says that he didn't get to see the press showing yeah like you know he he wouldn't have broken in embargo you know but he fucking still went out and leaked it didn't he like you know a day before the showcase he made sure he got all the traffic so he kind of cut in front of everybody else which i think is a, is a little, little bit of a dog move personally um 
yeah. mean, it is, but if you've not signed an NDA, then. But he I would know. Not, I think he he would know that he would pre- like it's a dick move on. It's a dick uh, move on his behalf for sure, but it's not quite as underhanded as what Old Blake no. was doing. Well, different, very very different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jordan, you got to play Mario Rabbits, Rabbids, Sparks of yep. Hope. Is that what this one's called? Was that Sparks the first one? Done it. Yep. yep. Yeah. You done it. Well done. Thank you. I'll uh, I'll be sure to uh, put in applause here for you. Yay. <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah, got an, exactly that. I've got an applause button on my Razer Stream Controller. Oh, do oh, it. Nice. Go for it. Uh, I've, it's turned off. Oh, okay. All right. That's a <laughs> Audience member, imagine applause. But yeah, uh, I got to spend, it was about four hours with uh, oh, wow. Mario That's a chunk. Rabbids. Uh, yeah, a good chunk of it. With uh, the new Sparks of Hope Mario Rabbids game. Uh, now, I never actually played the original. Always wanted to. I played like snippets of it, but like nothing substantial. Uh, but... Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed. It's actually become my most anticipated release of uh, October because uh, I was just real, real pleased with what I was playing. Uh, so to, to sum it up, uh, it's a tactics, turn-based tactics game developed by Ubisoft in partnership with Nintendo, obviously in partnership because it's got uh, Mario in it and we all know how Nintendo are with their IPs. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the... You don't really need to know anything about the original to get this, which is nice because I went in going, I've not touched the the original and the story kind of just like, more or less, if you want prior info, uh, Super Mario Galaxy is actually where you to go for it. Not uh, not the previous Mario Rabbids game, which is really interesting. Uh, but effectively, yeah, it's a turn-based tactics game. Uh and they they kind of spice up the format of turn-based tactics in the sense that you actually physically control your characters. You don't just, like, tell them where to go, which is really cool. So they um, also spice up the gameplay by giving you actions that are unique to your movement. Uh, and, yeah, honestly, I can't really say much because I'm still in the process of writing the actual uh, preview itself, but... Very good. Uh, preview build, obviously, so I can't really talk about how its performance looks, but it's shaping up to be one of the better releases of October, which is really cool to see, especially from a developer whose games typically exhaust me. Quick question. Yep. So I think I heard you infer that the movement is not, like, stuck to a grid. You're not planning out a grid-based movement. Is, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's free flow movement. So you, you get given control of each character in your team, and so yeah. you can run around. And if there are any any enemies within uh like the area that you can move in, you can actually do like a slide to do extra damage. That's just a free action. Yeah. Which is really cool. And so um in the in the higher end activities and like the harder difficulty stuff, you'll kind of want to use that because that'll be like just that little bit of extra damage that'll give you a little bit of an edge. Um. Yeah, and, uh, cool. And the other thing I forgot to note just now is uh, the difficulty selection in that game is fantastic. Because um, the first game is balls hard. I heard I heard good things about that actually. Like that that made me happy to hear. Yeah. So like did, it goes. Did you find the first game stupid hard, Kieran? Uh, like halfway through, it just go. It, it gets insane. It definitely surprised me at how challenging it was for a, a game of its 
like tone, I guess. Um, yeah. Like I liked the challenge, but yeah, no, like you're right. It, it wasn't, it didn't pull any punches. Yeah. So this is the same, but you can actually modify the difficulty. You can even go as far as if you just want to have the fun of the new gameplay system and stuff like that, you can actually make it so all your characters are invincible. So like, yeah. for people that want to, you know, just muck around or enjoy the story or whatever, it's really cool. But like the, it's not stuck to very rigid confines. Like a lot of difficulty selections are, you can modify a lot of things. You can modify obviously how much damage you take, the awareness of the AI, different stuff like that. It's really cool. That's very cool. I like that they're not just like doing a like a a, a direct sequel. Like they're actually taking the time to rethink all the gameplay systems. Like it's Ab- pretty bold. Absolutely, yeah. I'm really surprised. Nice. Very nice. Um, cool. So the preview will be up on the website there. You've actually just reminded me about one thing about Monkey Island, which I didn't say very, very quickly. There's actually two difficulty options when you go to start up the game. There's a casual like story mode where the puzzles are, must be very, very light. Um, and there's a hard mode. Uh, the hint book is the same in either mode. So, um, so yeah, there you go. I thought he was about to say, remember there's a gem that changes the weather. I was like, oh, what a twist. Um, just for a little bit of an update uh, big old Dan Allen has actually deactivated his uh, social media accounts again after his shitty apology Yeah. oh really because I did say it was up a few hours ago his apology was terrible he's like I'm disappointed in myself like no you're not you did it for ages (laughs) yeah I I loved the comments from his fans someone was like you just made a mistake it's okay (laughs) Yeah, just um, one. It wasn't one NDA, bro. So yeah, his apologies. I know we're kind of going back and forth here, but his apology reads: uh, "I'm sorry to, uh, I'm sorry to everyone for my actions. I'm ashamed and disappointed in myself. I'll be taking some time to reflect on my poor decisions, which will never occur again. To everyone that has supported me over the years, I'm truly sorry. I let you down." I mean, it's never going to happen again because who's going to flick him through? Yeah, anything ever again? Like that's you've burnt that bridge. I know it's a very serious topic, but I love that every second comment is like NDA stands for no Dan Allen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. So anyway, Kieran, you've been playing RE8 on VR, haven't you, when you were at Tokyo Game Show? Yes, I did. I did get to play uh, two variations on Resident Evil Village when I was at Tokyo Game Show. Jordan, thanks for introducing this, this topic. <laughs> uh, and not breaking any NDAs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I got to I got to check out RE Village on the PlayStation VR two hardware, which was uh, a very cool opportunity. Um, so that that was a cool experience for I guess two reasons. One was like obviously seeing what how Village holds up in VR, and also seeing how the the new PSVR 2 compares to the um the original and i think like resident evil is a good actually a good comparison point because that was like one of the big games when the original PSVR launched it's like one of the ones that really i guess kind of sold a lot of people on that tech um so it's, it was a cool little full circle moment um and the the demo we had was in the just like in in lady dimitrescu's house uh when you sort of first get introduced to her and her daughters so you get the whole like uh, Ethan being like hung up on the hooks and like berated by Lady D and her daughters and stuff. But in in VR, so that was an interesting experience. Um, you don't like I know she's like I know everyone jokes about her being like the t- you know the big big tall mummy and stuff. But like you 
you don't really get a sense of her like stature until you're like in in there, like really in there. Uh, it's it's quite cool. Uh, I I definitely want to replay the game, replay the game again in in VR. Um, in private. In private. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the the PSVR two is fucking phenomenal. Like I've you know I haven't I haven't tried the high high end of VR headsets like the like the Valve Index and shit, but like. It's miles above anything else, like the MetaQuest Two, obviously the OG PSVR. Uh, uh, it's Is it better, yeah, than the PC better than the PC Two, um, the sequel to the PC. Uh, the The controllers are super comfy. Like the button layout is great. Um, the way that it sort of encourages you to like hold things with the controllers is really cool. I didn't really get too much of like the haptics or the adaptive triggers because I don't think there's a lot of that stuff in Resident Evil. Um, but yeah, that was really cool, and the the screens are amazing. Like, you, there's you, there's no screen door effect whatsoever. Like, everything looks amazing. It's obviously running on PS5 hardware, so visually everything looks a lot better than it did last time around. Um, and it's super comfy, way comfier than the first one, even with my glasses. So, that was really cool. Um, yeah, nice. I also played a little bit of um, what's it? Uh, Shadow of Rose, Shadows of Rose, the um. The, the DLC for, oh, yeah. for Village DLC. where you play as Rose and it's uh, it's in third person. Um, that was pretty cool. It's, it's in third person. So it's actually in third person. I could, I thought they were... Yeah, I know that they were bringing a third person mode to the game. I couldn't yeah. remember if they... If yeah, the it DLC is. I don't, is I, didn't, I don't think that you have another option. I think it's all in third person from what I could see anyway. Um, that was really cool. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it was a very, very different kind of vibe um, and you're fighting like the weird mold monster things and uh rose has got like some unique abilities and stuff it's yeah similar similar environment similar surroundings kind of feels like the other third person resident evil games but it's like a mix of mix of everything that was really cool so yeah i was was gonna say having um the new games that are first person but seeing seeing them in third person does it do you does it make you wish that they were in third person I feel like Capcom does a good job of like picking what works best for what. Like, I feel like the the things that you do and see in Resident Evil Seven and Eight wouldn't be as good if they were in third person. But then when you're playing the DLC in third person, like the kind of stuff you're doing, the kind of stuff the game's showing you makes more sense than it would in first person. Like, it's very cool that like especially with the RE engine how like deftly they can kind of switch between both and and make it make sense. I mean if village was in third person you wouldn't get all queasy about how fucked up your hands get throughout the entire well, yeah. game. <laughs> so you'd be missing out on that. Yeah. There'd be no point then. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh anything else that you played at Gamescom or TGS that you want to Oh, I mean, there's heaps, but we don't want to blow this out to like a three-hour podcast. No. Um, but I did also Just like quick, the, the, the I guess the most recent thing would be um, uh, like a Dragon Ishin. Yeah, uh, boy. Which was only like a maybe like a twenty-minute demo where they basically encouraged us like to add free reign of being able to like roam the the Kyo environment. Um, but they basically were like, you know, you probably just want to like pick some fights and and see how the how the sword fighting and stuff handles, and that was really cool. It feels very much like an old school Yakuza or I guess like a dragon game um, more so than the modern ones. Very rigid, like the battles don't happen in, in real time. And you, like in the environment, they switch to like a battle scene like they used to. 
um, okay. being a remaster of an older game, they really haven't like changed any of that stuff. Um, or remake, sorry. Um, but the like, if because I haven't played Ishin before, and, and most people in you know English speaking countries probably haven't played it before either. Um, it's cool seeing like how different the combat is because you're using swords and guns and stuff rather than fisticuffs for the most part. Um, so that was really cool. I don't know. I'm I'm keen to play it, but I I, I definitely think I'm more excited for the new stuff than than this. Based cool. on that RGG Sweet. summit. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, yeah, we can read your um your PSVR two impressions, the RE eight impressions. Uh, the, sorry, the DLC and VR uh, and your other stuff and Gamescom all over at Press Start. Um, can. There. All right, let's go to the news. Nothing really to talk about this week because we pretty much covered the big the big news there. Um, leaking again. Uh, Diablo 4 has had 40 minutes of gameplay leaked and it looks real good apparently. I haven't actually seen it. It looks delicious. It's looks a lot delicious. of like traversal they're playing as a, a barbarian and it's more or less just getting around one of the like the city environments and then they mosey on open into the uh, over into the open world and get into some combat and it looks very gritty and eerie so it's looking very diablo 2 more than the the brighter and more colorful diablo 3 which it's looking the goods very excited uh, Elden Ring is getting a board game from Steam Forged Games. They did the Resident Evil 2 board game. I'm they did. Sure. And the Dark Souls um, this, board game, I recall. Is this yes, indeed. Yeah, it'll Correct. be in Kickstarter in they the next... I love Kickstarter, don't they? That's how board games work. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah, it's it's going to have... <laughs> fuck yourself. It's going to have diceless combat, which I'm keen to keen to see. Steam Forged are usually pretty keen on their, their dice. So, um, yeah, interested to see the little spin they give it. Uh, Overwatch 2, uh, where are we, sorry, o- Overwatch 2 got a new hero named Kuriko. She's a support character. Yay. Yay. Is Ash isn't here to be excited. All right. Or Mark. True. Speaking of Resident Evil, uh, so during Tokyo Game Show when they showed off um, the little RE4 trailer I think they had or whatever it was. No, it was during the the Capcom showcase, they just announced that RE4 is coming to PS4 as well, but it will not be coming. Well, there was no mention of Xbox One, so it looks like just PS4 for older gen at the moment. Uh, how do people feel about that? Just very, very quickly, don't care? I, th- I, think, shit. I think it's good because, you know, still not everyone's able to get those uh, current gen consoles and they're still on older hardware. Yeah. I- Does it limit... No. Nah. No, okay. No. Um, Deathloop's on Game Pass as of today. Yeah, as of today. Uh, so you can get that on PC Game Pass. Sorry, Xbox Game Pass and PC, Xbox Game Pass, or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> on PC. Um, David Harbour and Orlando Bloom, uh, big fans of the podcast. They are going to be starring in Gran Turismo, the film. Cool. Um, AA's got a new cheat system. A new cheat cool. system? It's Wait, an it's an anti cheat system. <laughs> sorry, sorry. There's a new anti anti cheat system. No, they've they've been they've they've they're licensed with um FIFA's ended, so they're not cheating anyone anymore. So <laughs> 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 well, no, yeah, this new uh, new cheat system is at the kernel level, which is very <laughs> deep into your computer. I'll be uh, that. 
intrigued to see how it plays out because it's kind of difficult <sighs> to not have that going all the time at that level. People love that, don't they? Fans are... Gamers love a, a kernel level anti anti cheat system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's do. their favorite thing. Can you, you can't get them to eat vegetables. That's a corn joke, mate. Keep moving. The only kernel gamers are interested in is the one frying up chicken, mate. Hey, hey. he did it! Yes. Um, what a zinger! Hey! Oh, oh <laughs> fuck yourself! That was great. <laughs> that was great. That was very good. Uh, you um, guys took it and ran. I'm so proud of you. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's that that's the news. I think that's that's mean much else. I don't think. Anyway, um, we'll quickly wrap it up because we we had a beefy one last week. But off topics, uh, I've got a nineties film of the week, which we'll talk about in a sec. TV shows. Anybody got anything to share? I've got one or two things to talk about. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah. Take it away, somebody. Oh, Kieran's been. Uh, we've been watching some Lord of the Rings, haven't we, mate? We have been watching some Lord of the Rings. Are you doing that yeah. together? I yeah. think I didn't see that picture. Okay, how? I was gonna. I meant. I meant to message you when I saw this. You hadn't seen Lord of the Rings, correct? I hadn't until maybe last year. Last year, yeah. sometime. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I, I watched, like, I watched all of the extended versions of all of them. That's right. And you loved it, didn't you? Yeah. And then I did the Hobbit, and I was. Ugh. I liked Rough. part of it. Yeah, fair call. Yeah, part. Yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, "Wait a minute, when did you become a Lord of the Rings fan?" Um, but you yeah. like the show? Uh, the show's been good so far. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if my experience has been like more of a net positive because I'm watching it with old mate here and a couple other pals. It's been a, it's <laughs> oh, been a, cute. It's been a cute little social social. Well, gathering. do you get to watch all the all the episodes? No. Surely. I can for some scenes like occasionally you're obscured by Nathan's ass rising and lowering, so like I have to kind of like. Well, I was gonna say, (laughs) surely, surely someone's facing the TV and someone's facing the wall, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) It's not the way we do it, mate. Oh right, okay. Because the way he does it, he has two TVs. I've got got one of those. I've got one of those lazy Susan things on the table, so we can just. too far for me I, did, I can't keep up <laughs> oh, good. Um, good on Sunday night mate <laughs> <laughs> so we talking so this isn't like you know Lord of the Rings that's just not like I am Lord of the Rings power. I was going to say it's not like some sort of <laughs> you're not just hey, yeah we're, we're like watching Lord of the Rings or whatever but well, anyway, um, where are you going with this I don't know I can't I'm, I'm done I introduce myself as Peter Jacksoff <laughs> He's coming out of his box in the fucking final minutes, hasn't he? I've been a bit quiet this episode. I'm sorry. Um, No, but Uh, the the series is very, very good. Like even when it's uh, even when like in the few moments where it's not as good, it's like the production values are just like through the roof. So you can't not have a good time. That's what a billion dollars gets you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can see where the the money's gone. Everything looks very crisp. Yeah, like it definitely has its moments where the writing is so tropic that you can tell what's coming. Like yeah. it, it can be a bit ham-fisted, but my goodness, I'm still having fun. It's kind of almost like a roller coaster ride. And the fact that it's weekly, it kind of feels like an event. Mm. And it's an event that doesn't disappoint. It's <laughs> it's quite a thrill. And yeah, and, and the event <laughs> that doesn't disappoint. 
God's sake. God damn uh, it, Zach. Sorry, I just... It's, you, you're jealous, say, mate. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, wow. All, sorry. Mate, it, wow. It, if we're together, we're watching something a bit classier than Lord of the Rings. Something with Clune Tang. That's it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Um, anyway, so I've been watching Blackbird, which is on Apple TV, which is yes. very, very, very yes. cool. Watched one and a half episodes. Really, really, really like it. Um, I want so, to start that this weekend. Good yeah. man, you're just ahead of me. Yeah, so keen to dive in more this week. Um, actually, that's it. That's it. No, I have, I have started watching a new foreign show. Um, I've actually forgotten what it's called, uh, but it's like... One Piece? No. <laughs> it's like Scandinavian or something, but um, it's all right. It's all right so far. Uh, anybody else with anything to share? Uh, yeah. yeah, since the last time I was on, I watched Bullet Train finally. Oh, uh, yes. Wait, didn't we talk about this? I, was, I haven't been on the potty. Oh. I must have talked about it in Slack. Um, Sorry. And you liked it? I loved it. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite action movies. Uh, it's just so over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. How uh, good yeah. are the um the British guys? Oh, it's so good. And yeah. I loved that uh, Japanese rendition of I Need a Hero just randomly. I was like, <laughs> I did not expect that. It's a very, very good film. Um, yeah, even fantastic. the big, big Brad holds up well. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, so, 90s film of the week. Uh, 90s film of the week. Um, this week is Breakdown featuring Kurt Russell from 1997. Does anybody remember this? He's sitting on 83 on Rotten Tomatoes with a 68% audience score. The uh, storyline reads like this, thanks to IMDb. Big fans of the podcast. Uh, Jeff and Amy Taylor are moving to California and must drive across the country. When they find themselves stranded stranded in the middle of a desert with hardly anyone or anything around, their trip comes to a sudden halt. Amy takes, uh, sorry, Amy had taken a ride with a friendly trucker to a small diner to call for help, but after a long time, Jeff becomes worried. He finds that no one in the diner has seen or heard from his wife. When he finds the trucker who gave Amy the ride, the trucker swears he's never seen her. Now Jeff must attempt to find his wife who has been kidnapped and being held for ransom. But who can he trust? Uh, you can rent this on uh, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, I think YouTube I saw. So, Kurt Russell, uh, where are we, sorry, Kurt Russell, I just closed IMDb, but Kurt Russell's in it. Yeah, look, Always a good time with Kurt. Yeah, this is another one to go onto the list. This, this, this looks and sounds pretty good. You, yeah, you're doing all right, mate. You started off with a stink because you got better week by week. <laughs> Yeah, keep him coming. I'm, I'm genuinely quite, quite interested now. Uh, yeah, this one was actually, yeah, uh, I was scrolling through. I actually used to have the, the poster of this film up, up on my wall. I used to go to the, the video store and get all the posters that they no longer needed and, yeah, had a big Copland one. Which which video store? Were you a Video Easy or a Blockbuster, man? So I was Prospect. I was Precision Video. Do you remember, you know, where the IGA is kind of on Prospect? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, God. I do. Like, yeah, do, I do. Like, like near the old shooter? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. I think it became a pet store. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't been there like fucking 20 years. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah. Um, I know exactly the place you're talking about. Yeah. I actually did watch a film this week uh, very, very quickly. Uh, you're, you're inside my house. There's someone inside my house. It's on Netflix, I think. Um, it's called something like that. Uh, dog shit. So don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Do you find do you find yourself getting more and more nervous about taking random stabs in Netflix lately? Mm. <laughs> I watch more stinkers than I do surprisingly good stuff, unless it's foreign language. Usually, oh, I, you know, I find out that can redeem it somewhat. But like the American shit is usually yeah. a bit shit. So, um, Anna usually picks a horror film. She goes, I, I feel like watching a scary film, and I'm like, mate, they're it's going to be shit. Like, on Netflix, yeah. yeah. And they always are shit. So, Remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh. <laughs> That's uh, one of my favourite horror films, the OG. That remake stunk. It did stink. Speaking of things that don't stink, though, I'm very, very keen to check out uh, 1899, which is the, the new uh, series from The Dark Creators, which comes Ooh. this month on Netflix. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. Cool. All right. Uh, Anything else we want to talk about this week before we lock it up? Uh, Oh, yeah. Also, watch the new Dragon Ball movie. Don't watch it. It sucks. Cool. Shout-outs to everybody for sticking around and listening uh, all the way through. Go watch Breakdown. Let us know if you you have watched Breakdown. Buddy, give us your uh, letterbox thoughts on that one. Uh, First night, this probably gave you a breakdown. (laughs) Good. Have a good weekend, and we will see you next time. Fairly Bye. Well. Bye. Oh, there's the website. You can check out the content. You know it by now. <laughs> you know it by now. <laughs> good. Shit.